Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. 
All right. <laughs> yes, I yes. really enjoyed him. What is the address to your church for those who like to join? 3554 Lovelace, Virginia, 22503. Again? 3554 Lovelace, Virginia, 22503. That's Victory Temple Church. I could understand why you call it Victory, but what made you name it Victory Temple Church? How did you come up with that name? Because I came up with that name, Victory in Jesus. And I feel like we as the children of God, we shall always have that victory. No matter what comes our way, come before us, we shall always keep the victory. Wow, that is so beautiful. Victory Temple Church. Good God Almighty. Well, I want to ask you a question because yesterday we had Pastor Jones on the phone. And he told me mm-hmm. to tell you hi and that he knows you very well. Uh-huh. He was telling us a little bit, and his uh, Deacon Brown was talking about John 3.16, but I want to go in a different direction. Since mm-hmm. it was Valentine's, what is so special about Valentine's as far as those couples first who are married? What is what advice would you give them on Valentine's for who is married? Because we're still in that Valentine week. Well, when you hear about Valentine, it makes you think about love. Love covers so many things. And love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers things between husband and wives. And even with the love of Christ, and loving one another. And when you think about love, I love my husband, I love my wife, I love Jesus. Why Why do I love Jesus? Because he first loved me. Why do I love my wife? Why do I love my husband? Because God has ordained this for us to love our husbands, our mates, and everything. And, you know, with me, it was so wonderful because... When I looked around on my kitchen table yesterday, all I could see was flowers and cards and so much love that was shown in it, you know. And it just was so much love. And my husband, when we thought about it, we looked at each other and just the love in our eyes towards each other to let you know we love each other. And when we think about Jesus, how he loved us so much that he was willing to give his life for us, that was that agape love. So love covers so much when we look around. And I was listening to Pastor Jones them yesterday as they was talking about love, love for Valentine's. And, and when you think about that, you do think about love. But love goes even further than that. You know, we think about love when people hurt us and how we can still love them. When they talk about us, how we can still love them, you know. When they mistreat us, how we can still love them. So love goes a long way, even in that love that Jesus had. And when we love, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God, we can just say, Lord, I love that person, even though that person talked about me, ran me down. And 
it just covers so many things love does. It goes a long way. All I can say, Pastor. <laughs> That's beautiful because you said that love first was ordained by God, and that is so true. We can find that in, in Genesis where God gave Adam to Eve. Um, I mean, God gave Eve to Adam so that they could join union and marriage and be fruitful and multiply. But you know i got to go in a different direction because for the single people out there, how do you know that that person loves you and you're a single person, not that they have proposed marriage to you? Not yet, because I used to hear people say, well, it's a feeling. It might be butterflies in the stomach. You know, you can see a good piece of food, a good dessert, and you can get excited and get butterflies. And then other people say, you'll know that you know that you know. Some of us don't know anything. So how will we know when it's really love? What advice would you give to single people? Well, what I would give to the single people, I would use my experience. When I met my husband, we met in church, and he was the drum beater. And, of course, I was one of the lead singers on the choir. And on Sunday mornings, when we would come down off the choir, him and I would always play around and kid around with each other in the choir room. But I left and went to college, to Bible college. And at that time, we was just friends. And my husband at the time, a friend at the time, he wrote me and he was telling me how he felt about me. Well, at that time, my mind was just on serving the Lord and and getting what I needed to get from the Lord, you know, and and get my education. So I written him a letter, and I told him in the letter, I said, if we were meant for each other, God will put us together. So after I had finished college and came back home, and we still both was in the same church. I was back on the choir. He still was playing the drums in the church. But every Sunday when service was over, he would always walk me to my car and open the car door for me. And after a while, you begin to feel something. <laughs> and that's what I was beginning to feel, and that love was beginning to grow. And how I knew that the prophecy had came through at the time and say that this was the one for me. At that time, I was 22 years old. But we went to the pastor, and we talked to the pastor, and we was telling the pastor how we was feeling. And the pastor said, that's a show, case of love. So it was like butterflies. And then the main thing, which made it so wonderful, was because, we both knew the Lord. That's what made it so wonderful. And the love that we felt in our heart for each other. And the young people that's out there nowadays, is, it's not all about, it's about what I feel for that person in my heart. Do you really love that person? Because sex is just a feeling. But when you love a person, you're going to feel that deep down on the inside, and you're going to want to be with that person and love that person for the rest of your life. And this is how I felt about my husband, and this is how uh, he felt about me. 
and August gone, we was married 50 years. And I truly thank God for that because when we got married, we was young, praise God, and he was uh, just um, 17, fresh out of high school, and I was 22, fresh out of college. So, but like the pastor said, he said, if you both love each other, that's all that matters. But what made us so happy together, that was because we both had the Lord in our life. When you have God in your life, praise God, you will know for certain that the love that you share for each other is forever until death do your part. Wow. Oh, my God. I want the listeners to hear this. She said a mouthful. First of all, she said that the man pursued her. She didn't go running after the man. The man kept coming after her, showing her interest, being polite, writing letters, and he expressed this feeling. Uh-oh, I'm going to step on some toes, ladies. Just say, ouch. But she said, and that's what you said, Pastor Gaskin, that he approached you, correct? Yes. <laughs> and what I like about it, what she said was once the everything developed, that they went to the man of God so they could make sure it was going in a good direction of counseling or whatever they need to do. That was beautiful right there. Is that correct? Yes. And they were evenly yoked. You know, the Bible speaks about that. He said that those that are not evenly yoked, what I like about it is that here in the story, the man was kind, he was patient, he was not demanding, he didn't force her to marry him, he didn't put his feet down. What he did, he took his time and was a real gentleman, correct? Amen. And now I'm getting ready to step on toes, Pastor Gas, and my hang up on me, but here it comes. And what I really love about it, age was only a number. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, and, and that's important, ladies, because sometimes you may meet someone younger, and men, you may meet someone younger, you may meet someone older. It's a love that you have in your heart. And you, when you see uh, Pastor Annie Gaskin, you know she that young girl. She has that young spirit. <laughs> so I'm sure that's what drew uh, her to him. So that's very important. You know, sometimes that we have a hang-up, we would say, you know, especially with a man, you know, oh, he's 20, 30 uh, years older than me. He's too old. But when love is in the, uh, in the number right there, it doesn't matter because love is what it's all about in 50 years. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah. what are some of the things that you experienced, like, say, for instance, that's very hard in a – I heard the first two years, five years, seven years is very hard to go through the marriage. Is that true? Do you have little snags in, in those years or in the beginning of the marriage? Well, when you first get married, you have to really get to know each other ways and – what they lack and don't lack, and you're going to experience some. It's it's not no need for me to say that it's perfect when you first get married, but it don't say that you don't love each other because you do, but it's just learning each other ways. And once you do learn each other ways and 
what he lack, what he don't lack, and you will come to a point in your life, okay, baby, we're going to talk about this, you know. And we, I'm finding out that as you grow in the Lord and your marriage will also grow too. And I found out that in a marriage it takes and it gives. And even in young people in getting to know each other, you have to listen to what the other party is saying instead of just lashing out. Sometimes the other one has to be quiet and just shut up and listen to the what the other person is saying. But when you're both is trying to say something at the same time, you're really not getting to know each other. You know, you're just lashing out. But I found out in being married, and I'm not bragging, but I thank God for a good marriage, and I thank God for having Jesus Christ in my life. Now, I'm a type of person, and I always say that, I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm not going to say nothing to you. <laughs> I'm just going to shut up and be quiet. And that is one thing that I find out is hard for us as God's people to do. And then sometimes you just got to say, okay, let's talk about it, you know. And no, when you first start off, you know, you're going to have a little ups and downs. And, but knowing Christ as we do, God will get us through this. In 50 years of being married, I thank God. My husband and I was married three years before God has blessed us with any children. We have three children, two boys and one girl. And, of course, my boys live here in the county where I live, and my girls, she stay away. But I thank God for my children. Praise God. They came up in church. Praise God. And they have heard the word of God. But one thing I do love that the word of God said, they will not train up a child in the way it should go, and they will not depart from it. But young people, marriage is beautiful. It's just what you make of it. Wow. You just said a couple of things. Listen up, listeners. <laughs> she said some beautiful things. What One of the things that she said was, he did not make demands like it's conditional. If you don't do this, then I won't do this. Or if you don't do this, is you know, it's, it's going to be my way or the highway. She said that together they came to a decision of compromise, and it was a give and take that they both decide to talk about it, not that I'm the man, you do what I say, or get out my house. Sometimes they have temper tantrums, and the women may say the same thing. That's my house. I pay the bills, too. But it's a situation where it's not conditional. Is that correct, Pastor Gale? That's right. Can't have it That's conditional my way or the highway? All right, now. <laughs> Another thing that she said was so beautiful is that, sure, you're going to have arguments and up and down. You're going to put mm -hmm. yourself down, and you might even say, Get out of my house. But what I love about it, they came back together to discuss it, the man yield and the woman yield. I've heard men say, I'm not going to listen to no woman. She ain't going to tell me what to do. I'm the man. I'm the head. But according to the word of God, it says that we're supposed to reason together, to talk together, and to compromise. And and if I'm not mistaken, it says, isn't man supposed to yield 
to his wife and the wife yield to her husband. It's some that together they become one, right? That means a union. What is that when God say that it's uh, one flesh or one body? What is that? Okay, now, you know, the man, okay, the man, okay, is, okay, he is the head. We know that, that the man is the head. Okay. But it doesn't mean that because the man is the head that the man's supposed to control the woman. You know, a lot of men, like you were saying, think that they should be in control to control the woman. But that's not what God's word is saying. You don't, you might be the head, but you don't control the woman. See, a lot of men want to control their woman, and you shouldn't be like that. And that's not God's way of doing that, you know. So we... You have to do it together, not separate, but together, you know. The woman, you don't control your man. Man, you don't control your woman. So, therefore, in God's eyes, it's supposed to be evil, you know. And so we as people and people of God, we have to learn that, you're subject unto your woman is subject unto her husband, and that means that the husband is subject also unto the woman. So it's a willingness to compromise. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what about divorce uh, people? Is there some hope for us that we single and divorced and we out here by ourselves, or is it too late? <laughs> we lost hope. <laughs> No, it's not too late for the single ones. Okay, it's not too late because you know, um, even though I've been married fifty years, and I thank God for my husband, but you know, there are other, even in young people, even single women that's out there, and there are somebody that's praying, God send me a good husband, and there are men out there praying, God send me a good wife. You know, so there are even single people. I my, like my I use my daughter for instance as a uh, example. Now, my daughter met her husband when she was in service, and he's a lot older than she was. But she had always said, "Mama, I want a godly man," and God gave her that godly man because she was praying that God would give her that godly man. And God did give that man to her. And she stayed, I think she got married when she was in her 20s. But the thing is, there are single men, men and women. Yes, there is somebody out there for you. There is somebody who praying, God, send me a good woman. God, send me a good man. Wow. And the reason I ask that question, what I find is that in ministry, you said you was on a choir. He was playing the drums. There are some that's called in ministry, and they get involved with people that they get jealous, they get intimidated, and they mad because maybe their position in the church is higher. I use myself as an example. I started out in a church as a missionary. I went all the way up to an elder, to a pastor, to overseer, to a bishop, but now apostle, and I have churches under me. So sometimes in my situation, and I tell all my business, <laughs> but I find that it's it's a nice collaboration in the beginning, and people are excited, 
and most of the time we can discuss church matters, but when they realize the level that I'm on or the knowledge I have or the experience I have, they pull back or they say things under their breath or they, you could see it. Or some of them will say, you know, little smart remarks that kill the relationship. Why is that? I don't understand. It's, it's like what you said. When there's love and a person is in, interested, why do they get so intimidated by the growth, especially of a godly woman that's growing in God? I can only speak for women that, you know, we in the house of the Lord. I, when I grew up, it was 90% women in the church. We was like Mary walking the road asking, have you seen Jesus? So to me, I find people are excited that we church women, but then they get a little intimidated or get mad and get jealous. Some of them even get mad at the pastor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what, what, so, I mean, is there any hope? Because it'd be like, oh, my God, am I supposed to sit down, be a mouse, and get rid of my calling and say, yes, sir? I mean, what yes. advice would you give people, even myself? Because I can't back back now. I love serving God. I'm on my way. I just hope he can keep up. I know, Pastor. That's good that you would bring that up because I had just said something to my husband uh, today concerning that matter. I had asked him, why is people so jealous over me? And you're going to face that as a woman, a Christian woman of God, when you God elevates you. You're going to find people that's going to be jealous over you. Um, if you can preach better than they can or sing better than they can or God elevates you to another level or whatever it is, you're going to find it in life. And I was telling my husband today, I said, you know what? I said, it has been told to me that I have the anointing and the power of God on my life. And I said, a lot of people know it, and a lot of people can see it. But I said, why do people get jealous? I said, I can feel it, you know. So I know what you're talking about. I know where you're coming from. But we cannot let that stop us. We got to keep going. We got to keep pushing. And don't give up, praise God. Because God gives gifts. Every one of us have a gift that he has given us. And if we don't use that gift, God will take it from us and give it to somebody else. But I want all what God got to give me. I want every gift there is to give me. (laughs) Yeah, hallelujah. I feel you. Come on, put gravy on those potatoes. I hear you stirring it up. (laughs) And that's true. That is so true because it's like my focus when I was coming up, it was I got saved when I was 12. And I was running after things of God. And all my life, 30 years, I was so determined to find out about this God that I met. And that was my focus. Where I saw a lot of girls, they was interested in getting married and having babies and and having a family. I was trying to find out about Jesus. So anything from street evangelism to um, senior citizen home, missionary, food bank, prison ministry, I I was in it. And I even had a, a police officer said to me when I became a chaplain at a jail, at a men's jail at that in Maryland, he said, he said, why don't you go home and get married and have some babies? <laughs> and But see, and nobody would notice that I'm going to share this. While I was down at the men's prison, I was encouraging them to be the men and the fathers. I came up with adopter inmate. 
And Maryland caught hold on it and started adopting the inmates, adopting their families around Christmas time. And now you see Adopt a Highway. But that was a, a commission that I had. And it wasn't that I didn't want to get married and have families. It's just I had Jesus on my mind. And now I'm gone. I'm gone in God. I, I know, like, what did he say? I'm so heavenly minded. I'm no earthly good. I'm trying to come down. <laughs> But can you pray for us? Because on Valentine's, I went to a restaurant yesterday with my daughter, and the majority of the whole side of the restaurant, we went to the Cheesecake Factory. And it was women with their daughters. I was amazed to my left, to my right, up and down the aisle, I saw single women with their daughters. It was nice that they was teaching them about going to a restaurant and learning etiquette and what to order and stuff, but it was kind of sad because there was no real couples out, and then the couples that were out, they were arguing. So I was, Lord, Jesus, is there no bond in Gilead? So can you just pray that love come back in the air for single folks? All right. (laughs) All right. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus this evening, oh God. Glory to God, we want you to touch the single folks, oh God. We want you to put that love in their heart for one another, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, when we think about the word Valentine, we think about love. When we think about you, Jesus, we think about love, all about love. Love is the main factor, oh God, in the name of Jesus, God. Even our young people, let them know the real meaning of love. It's not lust. The real meaning of love, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, we give you the praise and the glory and the honor and the everything that belongs to you, God. We praise you this evening, Father. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for the talk with Apostle and myself, God. Glory to God. We share things, God, that has so much meaning to it, oh God. Father, in Jesus' name, God, and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, we pray. Bless our young people, God. Put that love there, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray, and we thank you for it. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. And I'm in agreement um, with, I almost said Apostle Gaskin, because her ministry is definitely worldwide on this radio, and that hopefully we can do some things overseas. But I want to touch and agree for all the young single women, older single women, single women, period, divorcee and all, that Uh I'm in agreement. I touch and agree with her prayer that there is a bond in Gilead and the hope is still alive. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We got to trust God and keep all in our lamp that God can do anything but fail. Well, we we know you have to go because you're a busy woman. Truly, we felt that prayer. Anything you want to say in closing before we play your favorite tune because you truly came to tell us something this evening. Praise God. I just want to say to the young there, even the single women and all, there is someone that is out there for you, God has. We don't rush it. We don't rush into things. We just let God do it. I always tell the young folks sometimes, if you want a husband, pray for him. Tell God about him. Tell God you tell God how you how you want him to look and everything else about it. So be encouraged. Just be encouraged and I thank you. <laughs> well thank you so much. Until next week 
Again, you've been listening to Pastor Annie Gaskin on Wednesday. Tell everybody to tune in so we can have another girl talk so we can spill the tea and just go ahead and just say what thus said the Lord of hosts. So, again, this is Pastor Annie Gaskin with Victory Temple Church Garden. We love you, Pastor Gaskin, and we are so glad that you stopped by to tell us something. God bless you. Have a nice evening. All right. You too. Bye. Water was cold. Said that water was cold. Said that water.
he said that there's a, a Bible quote that people talk about um, idolatry, but there is a Bible quote where it says Valentine's. I can't remember the scripture, so I told him to come back on because he was telling us that Valentine's is a, a message that is in the word of God, but you just got to decipher it, that God even have hidden gems to let us know that he loves us. And we also have Dr. Jones, an awesome, awesome seminary speaker as well, that he uh, came in and he preached for us. So we have so many people from Reverend Rice and his wife, another intercessor, and we are blessed. Tomorrow... We will have the man of God himself. He is my godfather, and I have two. My my pastor is Apostle Dr. Anthony T. Mays. Again, that's Apostle Dr. Anthony T. Mays. And he is my dad. He is my pastor. He's my overseer. And First Lady uh, Mays. First Lady Mays, we ask you mute your phone at this time. I can hear y'all in the background. I'm so excited. Thank you for calling in. But mute your phone. I think it's our six so that we can hear clearly on the radio. And we have Lady Mays who have been praying for us. We thank God for her. Anytime that you are interested, if you want to learn more about radio or TV, uh, we have phone numbers where you could be connected uh, that is Archbishop, or I should I say Monsignor now, uh, Maria Abrams, that she is truly blessed of God, that she's opened up TV uh, to our listeners as well as radio. One thing that Pastor Annie Gaskin said, you do not have to be jealous, intimidated, or feel as though that you are upset about another person's blessing. God got room for all of us. I'm a talker, as you see. I'm from that uh, red clay down by Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. I'm old country girl. As I tell you, I like that strychnine bacon and biscuit or put some syrup on that that uh, hot biscuit, and I'm happy. My mama used to give me banana sandwiches because I love bananas, and she would just go ahead and toast that bread and put some banana on it. It was the best thing ever. So as I said, I'm a talker. I'm not a preacher per se. I am a teacher. But I thank God that where I lack in a thing, there are speakers like Pastor Annie Gaskin who can put gravy on those potatoes and Reverend Rice and all of those who've been listening, that there are great preachers out here. There are great teachers. Everybody has something to do. Like my daughter, she's been gifted in the psalmist ministry, that where uh, music is played or poetry is read, or any type of instrument, she can dance and stir up the gift of the Holy Spirit that you can fill it into the room. She has danced ever since she was seven years old. She's a grown woman now. And where she goes, even when we went to Jamaica, the people were so touched that they could feel the ushering of the Holy Ghost come in, that tears are shed. And she truly is a blessed a woman of God. She graduated from Morgan State, and she has danced ever since she was a young lady. So everybody is gifted in something. And like I said, mine's, I just love music because when I was growing up, I've heard Ella Fitzgerald, I heard Mahalia Jackson. I was listening to all type of gospel music. Then I was into Motown 
and I got into a lot of different music at that time. So my range, as you see, I'm going to play some old, some old favorite country tunes. I love music, and I minister with music, and I have flags. I was so excited that I've been invited out uh, to an event where I can just wave my flags. <laughs> and a comment was made that um, there's no such thing when you praise God that you do the butterfly. And my daughter said, Ma, it's not the butterfly. If a person look at it, it is wings, it's angel wings of God. It's like when an angel in flight, it's like when a bird in flight, that it's not a butterfly. She said that you're just flying high and praising God. It's angel wings. Like mine people, sometimes they will paint the face white and they will do expressions of God. I said all of this to tell you it doesn't matter if you city from the city, from the country, uh, out in the suburbs, wherever you are, you are special to God. You have your own DNA. You have your own talent. Some people can draw it out. Some people can dance it out. Some people can sing it out. Some people can praise it out. And ever since I got in ministry, I always want to pray it out because I used to see people sick and hurting at the altar, and I told my mom, I said, Ma, I want to be able to pray people well in the Holy Ghost. God has blessed me in intercessory and prayer. And it's not for me, but testimony has been for other people. So I thank God for that gift and that I always just didn't want to see people hurting or suffering. If God can't do it, it can't be done. But for those who have experienced illnesses like myself, just be encouraged. Know that God loves you. And whatever you do, just continue to praise him. I said, for God I live, for God I die. I'm going to take it all away. So I just want to encourage you tonight, never, ever blink at another person with condemnation because you think that they're going past you. I have told you, if you want radio, I'll freely give you the number. If you want TV, I will give you the number. If you want to know about ministry, I've always told you to call me. And if you want prayer, my prayer number is 410-661-4103. It's 410-661-4103. I really operate as a prophet of God. What God tell me to tell you, I will tell you, good, bad, or ugly, past, future, whatever you want to know, that I just give you what God gives me. I pray for you, and I stand in agreement for your miracle. I believe God can do anything but fail. I believe in miracle signs and wonders. It's not me. It is the power of the Holy Ghost. So even though I say I'm Apostle Mercer, I love the flow in a way that it honors and glorifies God. So God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to us. Please tune in to my, like I said, to um, one of my favorites, Pastor Annie Gaskin. It's Wednesday night from 7 to 7.30. She told us about the true love, not only of God, but of each other. Tomorrow from 7 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m., you will hear from my dad, my spiritual dad. His name is Apostle I need you to mute your phone. I just heard something sound like a car went past. But listen, his name is Apostle Alexander Lockamy. He has a wisdom gift. 
You can ask him anything in the Word of God, anything in life. He can line it up with the Word of God. God has blessed him to have a wisdom gift to go behind the veil. He's in Irwin, North Carolina. He would love to come to your church to preach, teach, or anything you want. He is a humble man. I met him at Hampton University, oh, my God, about 10, 15, 20 years ago, him and his lovely wife, and that he has been blessed to have a wisdom gift. It is really an awesome teaching experience. I would encourage all Bible school teachers, all scholars, even pastors, tune in on Thursday and hear how he rightly divide the word of truth and tell us what God is saying behind the veil. So God bless you again. We thank you for tuning in. As I said before, we're going to uh, close out with my good old country favorite. As you see, I got a lot of mouth. They used to tease me and call me uh, motor mouth <laughs> when I was coming up. They said, you'll be good. My father used to say, you'll be good as a lawyer because you talk all the time. He said that you will win the case. People will get tired and just give up and say they surrender. They're guilty or they're not guilty. But I just love the Lord, and I just love to praise him. So let us listen to Elder Joseph Randall, and he said that I want to tell you, I have played this record so much, I, my my stereo has gotten to the point it don't even want to play it. <laughs> but God bless you. We love you, Pastor Gaskin, and gave you some truth about love, and I have given you our schedule. So please tune in Monday through Friday. From 7 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m., just come on, get some, sit on down, have some tea, eat a sandwich, and let's abase ourselves. And on Sunday, from 8.30 to 10, we really go into rightly divide the word of truth. God bless you again, and let us start up now. As I told you, I got excited listening to Pastor Gaskin, and God bless you. Keep your head up. Feel good. Know that you're somebody in God, and if God can't do it, it just can't be done. Amen? Amen. God bless you.
that was last year. And I was talking to somebody just the other day, and I was saying, you know, I don't know what I'm going to say. And they gave me something that, they said one word that just put it all together. Last year, it was trauma for me. But this year, it's triumph. Look like I got some witness here. I went from trauma to triumph. Because this year, they said they found a blockage. But when I went to take the test, they couldn't find no blockage. <laughs> Last year I had cancer, but this year I'm a cancer survivor. So to me, it don't matter what you think I sound like, because the word of God backs it up with me and says, make a joy for noise. It might sound like a noise to you, but it's joyful to me. Can I get a witness here? So out of all the things that's going on, and I know that sometimes the people don't wake up and praise God, they'll sit there and look at you and don't know what's going on. It don't matter because when I walk in the house of God and realize what he done for me, I say, Lord, I just want to thank you. 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 I want to thank you for being so good to me. Come on and let's praise God together as we close out. Let us say, Lord, I just want to thank you. Come on, let's praise him. Now, if I could sing, I said if I could sing, it'll sound something like this.
We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we are the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 